The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're tuned into a Thanksgiving mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. He's coming up here shortly. Got a lot of questions. A lot of questions. It's Egg Bowl week. Should Ole Miss de-emphasize the Egg Bowl? This is the theme of the show. So many questions about de-emphasizing the Egg Bowl. There's a few more layers to it than that. We'll get into all of it. But before we do, let me tell you about my bookie. Thanksgiving is about traditions, like turducken with mashed potatoes and betting on football with MyBookie's Turkey Day Free Play. MyBookie's third annual Turkey Day Free Play returns Thanksgiving Thursday. It's your chance to bet up to $250 risk-free on the early Thanksgiving game. The Turkey Day Free Play is a no-risk, all-gravy wager on the full game spread. Pick the right team and you win. If your team is upset, your bet up to $250 is refunded before the next afternoon game. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000 to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend of the year. That's right. Make your first deposit and get extra cash you can use on parlays, teasers, and props all weekend long. Use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions. TOC in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. And the best part is, that's only the beginning. MyBookie has promotions all holiday weekend long. Turkey Day free play is Thanksgiving Thursday. That rolls into Black Friday boosted odds and finishes the holiday strong with buy one, get one free Cyber Monday Night Football. That's why at MyBookie, they call football season winning season. Check it out now. No risk, all gravy. Don't forget to use the promo code TOC, Talk of Champions, TOC, to claim your freebies. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's an overstuffed mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. Yes, I know that stuffed 
is kind of a pun for stuffing and Thanksgiving, but guess what? It's Thanksgiving week, so I get to do that. In only one show this week, I will have a flipped interview with me and Brian Haydad, him asking me the questions about the Egg Bowl, just to listen on Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, whenever you want to do it. But this is the big show. This is the big one. And Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, he's back to answer your questions. Before we get to it, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. I don't care what you say, as long as it's five stars. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and a of 247 Sports. Brad, man, how you been? What's up? Egg Bowl week. Let's go, baby. I'm excited about it. Now, Brad, I'm not going to say where, I'm not going to say why, but he's out on a semi-vacation. Can we call it that? Um, Yeah, I mean, we're just visiting family for the holidays. I know okay. it's frowned down upon right now, but that's, um, that's what we're doing. We're going to visit, visit some fam. All right, visiting some family... So setting up a time to record this podcast has been a little bit difficult. And I told Brad straight up, man, look, I want you on, of course, but if you're dealing with some family stuff, man, go do your thing. I can get someone to replace you. And Brad said, no, this is Egg Bowl week. Damn it. I'm going to be on the Egg Bowl show. So, hey, Brad, I appreciate your commitment to your hatred of Mississippi State. No, no, I wouldn't miss this week for anything, man. This is this is what it's all about. If you're a Mississippi person, this is what it's all about. Um, we're about to take this egg bowl back this week, baby. So there's a thought, a line of thought out there that Ole Miss should de-emphasize the egg bowl. I'm taking it that you're not one of those people, that you're totally in on for the regular season. It shouldn't matter that much. No, I mean, I, I, I'm, I get where you're saying, you know, de-emphasize it or whatever, Um you know, it, it shouldn't be Ole Miss's, you know, it must win every year to to have a successful season. But at the same time, when they show up, it's an in-state rivalry. It's always been nasty. And, um, you know, it, we got to We got to win it. You know, we, we have to win that game. It's, it's big for recruiting. It's big for for a lot of things in Mississippi. And there's just nothing funner than than, than fighting with your brother. So that's that that's just is what it is. It's really fun. When I talked to C.J. Johnson, who grew up a Mississippi State fan, his story about why he went to Ole Miss. Jerion Ely, Ole Miss running back, we talked to him on Tuesday. He grew up a Mississippi State fan, and now he's an Ole Miss Rebel. It's interesting, those stories. But for you, it's different because you grew up an Ole Miss fan. Ole Miss was always the dream school for you. You kind of got the best of both worlds in that respect because your hatred runs a little bit deeper. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. I mean, when you're, in general, Mississippi kids um, – the attraction here for us is Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I mean, most most guys, most people, and this was me included, growing up, we'd have a whole lot of money to go over you know, all these NFL teams, go on all these trips. We paid attention to SEC football, and particularly Ole Miss, Mississippi State. So it really gave us something to to gravitate to when we were young. And then, you know, obviously I grew up on the Ole Miss side, and then you know, seeing some of the, I don't say it was like '97 or '98 when they got in the big fist fight in the middle of the field. So it just creates that. Um, yeah, that rivalry throughout the year. So it's just always been a game that, you know, you, you want to win. So you have bragging rights for the year. And it's just, it's just a good tradition that I, that I think is good for Mississippi in general. And um, it's just, it's just something that, that I've always enjoyed. You know, Thanksgiving, you know, is around time for Ole Miss Mississippi state. And a lot of times, um, you know, both teams are fighting to go to a bowl game or barely getting in a bowl game. And um, it was always fun going to those games and participating in them as well. Your favorite egg bowl memory as a player and as just a fan. Come on, dude. I, my favorite football memory in general is when I caught the touchdown in the Egg Bowl. So yeah. that 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 for sure is my favorite my, as a player. 
Um, as a fan, I would probably say um, the Romero um, or the, the Deuce to Romero pass. I'm not sure what year that was, but that was that was a pretty good one as well. My favorite was Corey Peterson catching the two point conversion and beating ah, Mississippi dude, State in Star That yes. that is amazing. We go for two. Corey Peterson catches it over the middle, low ball. Stuart Patrick was the quarterback. Yeah, that was that was a big time moment. Yeah, because Stuart Patrick was about to get absolutely obliterated, and Matt Luke playing on one leg as a center. If he doesn't sweep the leg of the defensive lineman that's coming over the top of him, Stuart Patrick is planted, and the game is over, and Ole Miss loses. I have been around Ole Miss my entire life. My relationship to Ole Miss is so much different now that I cover Ole Miss than it was back then. But back then, this rivalry meant everything. And I do appreciate that this year it's been a much different buildup. The last handful of years has been such a vitriolic buildup to the Egg Bowl. It's been embarrassing because of the way these two fan bases have attacked each other. It's felt different maybe because of the circumstances with COVID and this regular season is not going to be over for either of these teams after the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss still has LSU and potentially Texas A&M, assuming that game does get rescheduled as is planned. I like it better this way. When it's more just a friendly rivalry, let's go beat brother, than it is the I hate you, you hate me, let's try to mutually destroy each other. And and I understand why some Ole Miss fans aren't that way uh, because of what Mississippi State or the part it played in Ole Miss's NCAA investigative case and a psychopath like Steve Robertson inserting himself into that NCAA investigative case. I get why then you're way past that. But for me, I I like that it's been a different buildup and hasn't been, it feels more like it used to be. Does that make sense? It feels like when you and I were younger in high school and you had your friends that were state fans and you had your friends that were Ole Miss fans and y'all just had that friendly dumb banter going back and forth and then the next week, whoever won, that group of friends got to talk the shit for the week. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know what's funny is is both programs, they always... They always say they want to. Hey, I want to get past Egg Bowl being the being the Super Bowl for us this year. You know, we're we're better than that now. We're 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 more of a national, you know, notice team. We're not the Egg Bowl is what it is. And, and as many times as both programs say that, they can never truly follow through with it. Something happens and they go right back to hey, it's a it's another fist fight kind of rivalry again. So, I just think it's a cool rivalry. It's it's um to me it's it's one of the coolest coolest things about Mississippi. Um, you know, everybody knows about it outside of the state. So. It's it's just a neat deal. I think it's something that that that'll, that'll keep going on for years. The last handful of years, it's been the most toxic rivalry, bar none, in college football. But I want to go back to my favorite Egg Bowl memory that Corey Peterson catch for a two point conversion from Stuart Patridge. What's so funny to me about that memory? I think Mississippi State went ahead, and my dad back then was notoriously a <coughs> leave the game early guy. If Ole Miss he thought was about to lose, it didn't matter what we said. If we protested, it didn't matter. Get up. We're leaving. I'm not watching this anymore. And we're on the ride home from Starkville. We've driven out of the Golden Triangle, and we're listening on the radio, which made no sense to me. If you're going to leave, why are you listening to the game anyway? Why would you not want to be there? But anyway, so we're driving back, and then the celebration in the car, rather than be there, my dad was totally content to just celebrate in the car as it's happening over the radio, which made absolutely no sense to me. So that's why I remember those things so well. It's like my dad always left early. The seven overtime loss to Arkansas, we left early. And finally, my brothers and I, we stood up and said, Dad, because we went back in, left, back in, left multiple times. And finally, we said, Dad, we're going in and we're going to stay and we're going to watch it. 
And then, of course, Ole Miss loses. So from that point on, if he said we're leaving, we were leaving. There was just there was nothing we could say because well, we finally man, convinced him. Do you think that's like a Mississippi dad thing? Because my dad is is identical to that. Yes. He texts us every game. He says, "Boys, I'm done with it. You, I'm passing it yes. down to you guys. I've had 30 years of this. I'm yes. done with it. I can't handle it anymore." And then as soon as we win, he texts us, "Hotty toddy." Good. I'm excited, guys. We're we're on to something down there. I don't know if it's just if it's the old school Ole Miss fan thing, but I swear to you, my dad does that every week, and it's it is comical. Even when we're playing Alabama, I'm like, Dad, I mean, we're just a little undermanned now. No, he expect we if we if we start getting beat by him, he's done with him. I, I can't do it anymore. It's gonna give me a heart attack. Well, it goes back to like the Steve Sloan era, and also when Billy Dog Brewer put Ole Miss on probation and losing Peyton. Losing Peyton, I think, broke so many of our dads. It's why they had this weird obsession, or they had because both are now retired. They had this weird obsession with Peyton, and my dad wanted to go to the Super Bowls that Peyton was playing in, and we did, but never to Eli's Super Bowls, which never made any sense to me. Now, I'm a Cowboys fan. I couldn't care less about either of those teams, and I hate the Giants, but my dad made sure we were there to watch Peyton in the Super Bowl, but not Eli. I I think it goes back to that. They're so used to that kind of devastation. And for the uh, prince that was promised to go somewhere else was something they could never recover from. So it led to, okay, I've seen this movie too many times. I know the ending. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm not going to subject myself and my children to that. My answer to that would be, why did you ever take your children to those games to begin with if you weren't going to subject us to that? Don't let us go to the games and then not finish out the games. Like Let your sons or your daughters relish in that misery with you rather than doing what you do as a dad and saying, you know, we're getting up and we're leaving. I just never got that. Absolutely, man. I mean, you got to stay till the end. You got to support the team. Uh, My dad was the same way, man. I mean, we were exiting games, exiting fandom ship, never buying tickets. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. The the old school Miss fans, they, and they still exist. The old Miss has a lot of those still existing and and they are. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I get it, but it does make it because my relationship is so much different. Now I cover the team. Now my favorite memory of the egg bowl is when Ole Miss just absolutely destroyed Mississippi state in 2008. Poe got the interception, but that defensive line just murdered Mississippi state. It was uncomfortable to watch. But if you wanted to watch pure dominance of one particular group against another, that Ole Miss defensive line against that Mississippi State front, they had no shot. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I started to feel bad for Wesley Carroll and whoever else came in at quarterback for Mississippi State. But also it makes those moments when you're so used to the pain with your dad or your dad at least wanting you to share the pain with him. Even when I didn't want to join in on the on the end of those conversations anymore my dad would still text me or call me after games because that's what we always did and my dad's in the hospital right now dealing with some stuff so this week kind of brings about a different kind of uh, feeling for me because i do remember those times where we leave early but then when Ole Miss, for example would beat lsu on andrew ritter's kick my dad would text me or call me like he always did and the pride in his voice like something was truly accomplished like the demons were exercised. When the good moments come, however fleeting they might be, however few they might be, it's pretty special. And that's the perfect dichotomy of an Ole Miss fan, I think. Oh, absolutely. Nailed it. This is Talk of Champions, a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. A lot of questions on this Thanksgiving edition of Talk of Champions, too. We're just covering all bases here. But I asked for questions on Monday, and I told you, no matter how many you got, we're going to get to every single one of them. If it goes a little long, it goes a little long. This is the only true show of the week. I got the flipped interview with Brian Haydad. It's coming up later in the week. But for now, 
This is the only true usual talk of champion show. Before we jump to it, let's hear from BNA Bank and Modern Woodman. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Are you tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Opening up the Modern Woodman mailbag on Egg Bowl week. So many questions to get to, and it's no easy place to start here. I'm looking at all these questions, trying to find the perfect one. I'm just going to jump right in. Barrett Ramia at Barrett Ramia is a hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> Uh, no, a hot dog's a hot dog, man. A hot dog is something totally different than a sandwich. I feel like Barrett has asked this question in the mailbag once every month or two. I always have the same answer. It's a piece of meat between two pieces of bread. It's a sandwich. All right, Nate, at Nate underscore Bloomberg, is mac and cheese a Thanksgiving dish? Yes, I didn't even think that was debatable. Yes. Yeah, mac and, mac and cheese is a Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I would I would say you would have that at, at the majority of places you go to have thanksgiving yeah unless i mean yeah I, yeah that's a dish we'll i've never not had mac and cheese at a thanksgiving well my thought is it may have got substituted in there because kids so people have a lot yeah. of kids are going to sure have mac and cheese and and was it an original one i don't know but it sure morphed into a thanksgiving um, dish over the over the years but then your family starts to come up with these home recipes for their own mac and cheese but now i can't imagine thanksgiving without it so yes but yes i do agree that kids played a big role in that because kids aren't going to eat turkey and cranberry no. sauce and stuff. No, you have to have mac and cheese. You have to have something for your kids to eat. And now that it's morphed into a Thanksgiving dish. So, yes, of course it is. Hottie Toddy at Jenny underscore Moyer. Tell us everything you know about Otis Reese. He's playing this weekend. I don't know if he'll start, but he's going to play a lot. He's been rotating this week. Both safety spots as well as the hybrid star position on the defense. Everyone that you talk to describes him as if not the best, one of the very best defensive players on the team. I think it's criminal that the NCAA waited until now to clear him. There's only two options here. Either you clear him or you don't. And if you were going to clear him, why aren't you clearing him in September? What, what made the decision so difficult that you had to wait until this point? It feels very vindictive. 
It feels as if it was deliberate by the NCAA, as if to somehow harm the kid who did nothing wrong other than just leave another school. But the fact that he's cleared is good, that he does get to play. He's been playing on the scout team all year. Jerry Ely said no matter where you line him up, he's going to always be around the ball, and he's always going to hit you hard. If you run high, he said, he's going to hit you hard. If you run low, he's going to hit you hard. No matter what you do, He's going to hit you hard. Actually, Jerry Ely implored the coaches, why is he on the scout team? Why is he over there? So he's ready. I think he's game ready. But is there a bit of an adjustment for a guy like that coming in in midseason? I know there's probably not an equivalent to this as far as uh, your playing days. But is there an adjustment for him? Will it take him two quarters? Will it take him a quarter? Will it take him any time at all to get up to game speed? Um, I don't think so, especially since he's been all doing practice squad or whatever they call it with scout team, um, all year. So he should, he should be, be pretty good. Um, you know, pretty good to go. The only thing he's going to have to adjust to is probably like live tackling. I'm assuming they're not really tackling live, um, a ton in practice right now. So maybe a lot, some live tackling and, and just, just the whole, like, you know, getting hyped for the game and, and having the adrenaline and all that. He'll have to handle that and learn how to kind of settle down and get into the game flow. But I don't think it's nearly going to be nearly as bad if a kid was suspended or, or wasn't out there practicing. But if he's out there practicing, man, I mean, he's going to have his legs under him. He should step in and make a I – mean, he should make himself notice pretty quick. I would say if not this week, for sure by next week he'll be settled in, um, you know, ready to play some ball. And, and honestly, he could look a little better than everybody because he's been fresh. He hasn't, you know, played in game. So he could look like a fresh, fast body out there. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Reed at Posey Money Reed, overrated slash underrated Thanksgiving foods. Uh, overrated is I'm not a fan of the meats on Thanksgiving, man. Like that, that Turkey. It's just so direct, dry. It's just so dry. Like, dude, give me Give me the, I'm the Cajun fried Turkey kind of guy. Like I can't like, there's just a plain ham and Turkey dude. Come on. I want the honey baked ham and the fried Turkey. I don't not with, I'm not with the plain meats. Well, my number one overrated is honey baked ham. Cause I hate ham. I, I hate ham in any form. I can't do it. And there's always a massive honey baked ham that always tempts me to think, oh, maybe it's different this time. And I'll take a slice and realize, oh my God, I hate ham so much. Now, the most underrated green bean casserole. Yeah, it all depends on the onion straws on the top. I mean, do you have enough? Is it um, is it nice and crunchy? I mean, yeah, it just all depends. Because there's no sweet that can be considered overrated or underrated. It just depends on your preference. Like, for example, I love pecan pie. I know not everybody loves pecan pie, but there's always something there for you on Thanksgiving. Here's the question for everybody out there. How are you spending your Thanksgiving? Are you doing the big, huge gathering? We're going to have our family deal. I think we're going to try to take precautions and be smart and all those things. I can't not do Thanksgiving, but I also can't shake the fact that I do have a lot of high-risk people in my family, like my dad now, like my in-laws, that, God forbid, anybody's carrying COVID or antibodies or whatever, that they might come down with it. So we're going to have it. I can't imagine not having Thanksgiving. Are you going to do the full blowout thing for your family? Um, No, not... I mean, we, we've never... Honestly, I've never really done a full blowout Thanksgiving in the last eight or nine years because I've been playing usually this time. I usually play on Thanksgiving Day, so it's usually come home and um, you know eat after the game or something. But um, no, I mean we're, we're gonna we always keep we've always kept it small and we've never we never really had big blowout dinners. Andy McNulty at Andy McNulty ninety for Brad. What's it like playing for Bruce Arians? 
Um, I love Bruce, man. I mean, I, Bruce is honestly one of the reasons why, why, you know, had an NFL career. Um, so I'm, I'm very partial to him, but, but he's a very straightforward guy. Um, very, he's, he can be tough to play for. Um, cause he, he, he tells it like it is. And a lot of guys don't like to hear that, but he tells you, he always, he used to always say, don't, um, you know, don't take it personal. You know, your football, I'm judging your football, not, not you personal as a person. So, um, it's tough to play for, but, a, but a very good coach. I would say he's the best X's and O's coach, um, that I've ever came across. It's not even close. He, um, when you went into games with him on offense, he is, um, he is very phenomenal at, at exposing the other team's defense. Blake Davis at hot cereal underscore 10 fast forwarding to next year. Our offensive line should be amazing. Running backs. Amazing. Do you think our replacement for more is on this team already? Um, I've said before, I think that, I think it is. Um, but with, I mean, with the transfer market, you know, you just never know. I mean, it could be one kid that could pop up that, that no one's heard of, or is a good player that wants to come here and be with lane. So I think Henry Parrish is, is a good, as you know, I've said before, is, is kind of a good, it was my, my dark horse to take over that, um, or, or a transfer. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think likely it's going to be on this team. I think it's going to be a transfer. I could see it. I mean, it, it's hard to argue it now just because so many good guys come out on the transfer market. You know, back in the back when transfers first started happening, it was usually a kid that wasn't that great. But now there's like really good players, especially if it's a if it's a senior transfer. I mean, he could he could you could literally be getting a, a kid from another school that's called a thousand yards a year before. So, um, yeah, it's it's doable. I can all but guarantee Lane Kiffin is already scouring the transfer market, looking at those smaller schools. For a guy that fits the mold, not of Elijah Moore, but looks like Elijah Moore. No one's going to be Elijah Moore, but somebody that looks enough like him, that can do similar things like him to basically replicate him the best that he can. Not to say he's going to be that player, because no player is going to be that player, but replicate him in the best way possible. And then you hope around whoever that person is. Raylan Sanders, Jonathan Mingo, those guys take steps to where you don't have to rely so much on Elijah Moore. I think it's by design, though. I don't think that Ole Miss is force-feeding Elijah Moore. They're just getting creative in the way they use him. Yeah, he. Um, it's a combination of things with him. They they game plan. I mean, laying game plans to get Elijah Moore the ball. Let's not get that wrong. But secondly, he's so dominant in his route running. It's just like the it's like the double you know the double whammy. I mean, you got a guy that is actually good enough to get open and and dominate guys on top of getting a game plan for him. So that's, that's when you get the kind of production you're seeing on the field. So the question is what happens to the guy next year that he really wants to, what, what happens to Mingo? If, if lanes really game planning to have, get him the ball, is he going to be, you know, is his numbers going to go up? Yeah, likely, but is he, can he do the things, you know, can he do the things like Moore did and that's run good routes and, and be reliable with his hands. And you know, that that's, that'll take you from, Hey, you can be a five, 600 yard receiver to a 1200 yard receiver. So yeah, nature will tell the tell on that. If they're, if they're fortunate to more and more. Case Collins at CC Bearcat 23, who is the leading receiver for Ole Miss next year? Um, I mean, I, I, I think that's hard to tell, you know, I think it's, it's what, what guys who comes in and what guy steps up um, this offseason to to give Lane his who's his number one option because that's gonna that's gonna tell the tale that's who Lane's gonna you know game plan to get the ball in their hands so um, it's it's whoever steps up as the number one guy because that's obviously within the scheme the guy that gets the ball the most so um, I, I still don't think we know at this moment we don't and I think part of it is recruiting your current roster Braylon Sanders is a senior he could come back but Braylon Sanders could be a candidate if he returns, but that's no guarantee. So 
It's all about what is the pool? Who does Ole Miss have? Once you know who Ole Miss has, then you can better pick out some candidates. I think the leading receiver for Ole Miss will come from off the roster. Some big-time transfer at wide receiver will come in and become that guy. I don't know who it is. I have no idea who is even out there right now, but I think that there will be candidates, and if it's from a smaller school or not, it's the Kenny Yaboa equivalent of a wide receiver step in. Yep. Hotty toddy at Jenny underscore Moyer. Predictions if Ole Miss gets Mark Curls' incompetent team of referees. Well, something absolutely disastrous, a miscall, a disastrous miscall that changes the outcome of the game, like the Auburn non-call or the Auburn should have been fumble. Mark Curls' is step. I don't understand this. I, I don't. In any other profession, if you made these type of catastrophic mistakes, there would be punishment. There would be repercussions. Most would lose their jobs if you're that incompetent at your job. SEC referees, Major League Baseball officials, umpires are the most protected in baseball, most protected position of any job out there. They can do no wrong. And SEC referees are kind of coming into that same arena to where it doesn't matter what they do, they can do no wrong. Nothing is ever done. And they'll tell you, the SEC, Major League Baseball, that they handle that stuff behind closed doors. Well, when there's no public accountability, it's hard not to lose the public trust. So if you're the SEC, if you're Major League Baseball, I know that the uh, Major League Baseball umpires, they're unionized. But that does not shield them from criticism. If you perform your job poorly, there should be criticism. Isn't that the whole deal? You raise your kids that learn to take constructive criticism. You're not going to be perfect at everything you do. Even LeBron James, the greatest basketball player on earth, isn't perfect. Are we honestly saying that Major League Baseball umpires and SEC referees are above reproach? And yet, they're the most protected groups, as you'll find. I do not get it. I do not get what's the harm in acknowledging when something is wrong, publicly acknowledging when something is wrong, and also showing what is being done to correct it. Otherwise, you get what you've got. A complete erosion of public trust. You kind of nailed it. I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't see why they would send that crew um, af- after the mistakes that they made. So, no, I mean, it's interesting. There, there, there's no way. I mean, but uh, you never know. It's SEC. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. If Ole Miss wins, do the Rebels celebrate with the trophy or leave it on the field? Uh, I don't know. It all depends on the, what, what, what's allowed and what's not allowed. You know, I mean, you just you, you'd like to see him traditionally go out there and get the trophy, like like you know the past. But I mean, you never with the rules now. There's no telling what they're what they have to do. They probably all can't touch the same same trophy or something. So, I mean, there's no telling this it's year. It's all about the emphasizing the egg bowl. This is where this question comes from, and treating it like any other game. And I get it. I really do. I think that Ole Miss is approaching this week as if it were any other week. Ben Brown said the same thing on Tuesday, that they're approaching this week like any other week. And you usually hear teams say this, but I feel like with this team it's different because it comes from Lane Kiffin. I don't think Lane Kiffin really is putting all that much stock into it other than it is a rivalry. We acknowledge it's a rivalry. We want to beat the rival, but it's not the end-all, be-all. This is not what we came here to do, win the Egg Bowl. We came here to be a national program. So you celebrate with the trophy for television because it looks good. So you're celebrating on the field, but after that, you hand it to the sports information director or one of your ops guys, and they take it in there to go into the trophy case. There's no displaying it. 
in your press conference Zoom call or anything like that, just being overly grandiose with the trophy, those days of, hey, we just beat y'all, suck it with the trophy, I, I think those days are done. Evan yeah. O, at Evan L-M-N-O-P, why is John Rice Plumley still getting so much camera time on weekly episodes of the season? I don't watch the season. I have no idea, but I would surmise because John Rice Plumley, even when he's not contributing on the field, he's still an engaging kid, very personable kid, and that makes for really easy television segments. So, yeah, while one guy like an Elijah Moore, he's awesome on the field. He's a terrible interview. No knock on him. Some guys don't want to do it. Some guys don't feel comfortable doing it. Elijah does not like doing interviews. John Rice, he's bad about it. So if he's good at it, even if he's not playing, if he gives you good sound, ultimately supposed to be something that's entertaining for you as a viewer. It's not going to be entertaining if you have somebody that's very boring in front of a camera. John Rice is not. So that's just purely my opinion, but that's probably what it goes to. Bailey Minich at Bailey Minich. What happened to guys like Jesse Grandy, Jeff Scott, and Nick Brazel? Love the show. Hope all is well. Oh, thank you. Nick Brazel's back in Batesville. I have no idea where Jesse Grandy is. No idea. He transferred, and from that point on, I kind of lost track. I would like to have Jeff Scott on this podcast. I'd also like to have Snoop on this podcast. I've tried. Almost got him twice. Still kind of flaky to deal with there, Snoop. Any of those guys were uh, your teammates? Snoop was. Snoop and Grandy. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Grandy was my teammate as well. Um, so was Jeff Scott. He was. Uh, I think he was. I'm pretty sure he was my teammate there. Man, it um, just all runs together for me now. I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It, Jeff, Jeff, is he a Memphis guy or is he a Florida guy? He's a Florida sure. guy. Wherever he's from, he went back home. That's all I know. Most of them go back home if they don't make it in the NFL. But Snoop is the biggest what could have been, one of, maybe the biggest what could have been in Ole Miss football history. Yeah, I think last I checked, Snoop was playing for like an indoor league and like he was like the man in it or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's... If he's playing football, ago. it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the very best players on the field when he plays because that's what he always was. Cody N. Sanders at Southern Sanders. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Um, I'm a big fan of, of sweet potatoes. I like the... Um, I mean, it almost tastes like a dessert, but I, I like anything sweet potato or... Um, that's really about it. I'm not a... And, and probably deviled eggs. That's probably my, my, my favorite too. Deviled eggs, 100%. My mom makes the best deviled eggs. And even before you sit down to eat the meal, it's one of those deals where you just grab one and you grab another one. You don't realize you're doing it, and all of a sudden you've eaten like eight of them. Yeah, you just crush a whole dozen eggs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they're delicious. John Caleb Wilson at John Caleb Wilson. Who is the starting tight end next year, and how many players get drafted this year from this team? Three to four. Starting tight end. Oh, God. I think that's a transfer potential. Yeah. Maybe Chase Rogers, maybe, but probably a transfer. How many players get drafted? I don't know. I don't know. How about how this? How about this? What what year is Gregory, Demarcus Gregory? He's a redshirt sophomore, but it feels like he's been here, God, six years. I think he's been here four full years. I wonder if they would consider maybe playing him like Yaboa next year. Yeah, I don't know. Can he block at all? I mean, you could teach him to cut probably, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's got the size, I mean, to, to bulk him up a little bit and potentially give you something there, but it was, he can give us more than what he's doing now. So oh, he's I mean, doing nothing. So yes, yeah, maybe, maybe that, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll look at something like that in the off season. There's no way he's, he, he's not taking the field without a legit tight end. I can tell you that right now. Cause that's a huge in his offense. Chad Kelly's little brother. He's been playing a little bit and two tight end sets blocking. He might be the guy. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not. Not real familiar with them, but hopefully. <laughs> Who gets drafted? Uh, three to four. Um, I'd say probably. I think two, two for sure right now. 
maybe three. Um, I think the top two would be Yaboa and Moore. Going yeah. with the number three would probably be Newman since he got invited to the Senior Bowl. After that, it's a it's a toss up. Does Matt Corral declare? Because if he declares, mm-hmm. he'd be the fourth one. I don't know. That he'd for sure get drafted. I mean, it'd be it'd be close. Um, so that means you come back. Then. That that means you come back. Yeah, he comes back. He yeah, I think he comes back because what, what they're gonna they're gonna see him do this again. Now he does the same thing next year. I think he's he's drafted for sure. But I think they're gonna want to see one more year of it. We'll get right back to Bradley Sal on this Thanksgiving mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Believe it, the return of Ole Miss football has arrived. The Rebels are playing. Really, it's happening. But as exciting a time as it is, make sure you're staying safe. And that includes trusting that your pharmacy has you taken care of. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years. As red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Stay safe. Enjoy some football. And make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy. Much more than just a pharmacy. Ole Miss Sports at Rebel Sports Talk. Number one, I guess this is for me. What is your favorite thing about your career? The friendships. I know it's corny, but it's true. But Brad and Forty and Poe, getting to know those guys has been my favorite thing. You get to meet a lot of people, different experiences, different backgrounds and cities and all this stuff. And when I first met Wayne Dorsey, who's from Baltimore, still a good friend of this day. And we sat down back then. I was obsessed with the wire. We were supposed to do like a regular interview, you know, one of those generic. So you got so-and-so coming up this week. What do you think of their defense? All that kind of crap. But he and I just sat there for about 45 minutes in the team meeting room and just talked about the wire and how real to life it was. And it was the most, those little things, those things are what I love most about the job. Number two, best pizza topping, banana peppers. No, I like meatballs. Meatballs on pizza? Meatball pizza. Uh, that's always my, that, that or sausage. Pizza, meatball or sausage. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over terrible. pepperoni. I was a pepperoni kid, but I, I'm over it. I ate it too long. Well, I'm a meat lover's guy, and pepperoni's included in that, but I want banana peppers. on Whatever pizza I get outside of Hawaiian, which is just an absolute travesty, um, banana peppers on any type of pizza for the most part. I love banana peppers, man. Yeah, banana peppers are amazing. I'm yeah. with you. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. Who would you both like to see Ole Miss play in a bowl game this year, and what bowl would you prefer? Ooh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to go to Vegas. Vegas would be cool for, for Ole Miss. I'm trying to think. Who do, who, do, who do I want us just to beat? I don't know. I, I don't know. I might have to think about that for a little while. I know I want to go to Vegas. It's so hard now because of usually you know what would be your field considering the records, but because of COVID, it's all kind of been thrown up in the air, right? To where you don't really know who you get. Maybe Washington would be a team. 
because you don't ever get to see Ole Miss play Washington, they might. Be, what about like Miami? What about like Miami or something? I mean, That'd I love fun. Miami, but Miami's not going to be in the tier with where Ole Miss would go as far as bowl. That's the only problem. I don't know. Say say we finish six and four or, or five and or five, five and five, four. Yeah, five and four. That'd be it'd be close. You I mean, know, it'd be Miami. a lot of fun. The Music City Bowl against Indiana. Oh, that that would be sweet. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. How about Ole Miss Liberty? God, please, God. Please. Let's go, dude. Ole Miss Liberty oh and the um, – Oh, that, that would be amazing. Why not? That would be must-see TV. That, that would be one of the most-watched games out there. Let's do it. Ole Miss Liberty and the uh, – let's go to Vegas. The Gator Bowl against Virginia Tech. That would be a good one. I don't think any of us are going to get to go, but I could dig that. The last time Ole Miss went to the Gator Bowl, was that when uh, they got absolutely boat raced by Michigan back in the early 90s? You weren't around then. Yeah, I think it was then. Yeah, maybe last time. So let's go to the Gator Bowl. I'd go to the Gator Bowl. Even though I would have to do just Zoom stuff, I would go to the Gator Bowl. I've always wanted to go to the Gator Bowl. My dad used to have this awesome Gator Bowl sweatshirt from that game when Michigan beat the absolute dog piss at all this. I always had this weird affinity for the Gator Bowl and almost has never gone back. So give me the Gator Bowl. Kopi P at Pat underscore pathetic. Where do you see almost baseball landing on the preseason top 25? And can we get a little more on the Nathan Pickering story transferring with Lovett and Jones? Thanks. I think Ole Miss will end up more of a consensus sixth overall. A few will have them a little higher, maybe fifth or fourth. I don't think Ole Miss will crack the top three, only because you lost their video and Keenan, but I still think Ole Miss will be easily within the top six. If they're not, I would love to know why. Led by Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland, few teams, if any, has a better starting point than Ole Miss baseball. I don't know if I can really add much more to the Nathan Pickering story. I just know that before the season, there was a lot of unrest in that team. And Nathan Pickering was a big part of that. He did not want to be there anymore. And once it was obvious, and once he knew, worst kept secret out there that Fabian Lovett and Jerry and Jones were leaving and going to Ole Miss. It was done. And then Ole Miss screwed it up. But Nathan Pickering, being friends with them, he wanted to go too. And that stink from Mississippi State over the other two ended all of it. And Ole Miss missed out on two guys for sure, and maybe even three. I know Nathan Pickering was right there with the same kind of thought. And now you've seen it. He's opted out. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Well, that is not something that's new. That goes as far back as July, June, at the latest, August. Corey Clark, at Corey underscore Clark underscore 91. Do you think Otis Reese is primed and ready to play on Saturday? Yes. He's been on the scout team all year. He's ready to step in and play. Yes. Assuming that the game is played. Because remember, Mississippi State went to Georgia with 40-something players. You got to hope that Mississippi State gets through the week with clean testing so that they can play. If you have 53 men on a roster, you have to play. Anything less, you can play if you decide you want to and your position groups are okay. Mississippi State is not in the clear there. BJ Smith, my buddy BJ, at BW Smith 3. Where do I send these ribs to change y'all's mind about ribs? Oh, so we're back on the ribs. Um, I don't know, Ben. What do you think? Should we do a send little it to your live, house? Should we do a little right live rib eating podcast one day? Yes. If BJ really thinks his ribs are so good that he can make you and I both change our minds about how much we hate ribs, okay. Send them to Brad's house. Can we just let BJ know, though, does he mind us being extremely transparent? If we take a bite of his rib 
and we say that it sucks, we do do not take that personal because we really may think it sucks. Yeah, and that's only because we both hate ribs. But people that like ribs will probably say, BJ, these are the best ribs I've ever had. But because you and I are both disgusted by ribs, even the very best rib can make us go, oh, my God. Let's do it. I'm excited. We'll, We'll try BJ's ribs at some point. All right. Sam Mooney at Sam Mooney Music. After his big game against South Carolina, do you think we'll see Braylon Sanders more heavily in the receiver rotation instead of Mingo? Um, I mean, we said the same thing about Mingo after that Kentucky game. Hey, we thought we found the number two, and then, you know, he kind of me fell off there for a little while. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to say I would like to see um, all three of them. You know, I'd like to see uh, not all three of them, but I'd like to see both of them get involved and. Um, you know, start providing that that, that uh, a solid receiving core for the future. The only reason why Braylon was in the starting lineup is because Mingo was hurt, we come to find out. But Braylon did make the most of his opportunities, so Lane's one of those guys that ride with the hot hand. And if Braylon's the hot hand, go for it. Here's your turn. I think he's going to get a real run or a real opportunity to show that he is the true number two or number three because the number two, you and I both agree, is Kenny Yaboa. Yep. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. As we know, Lane likes to focus his offense around his star playmaker. Who will be that star playmaker next year with more gone? You know, I think next year, I really think that with as good as our line is going to be and as good as our running backs, I think he's going to run the ball potentially a little more next year than than this year and, and then potentially get those guys both in the game at the same time. You're going to have I can see Snoop getting some some interesting touches. I can see um, Ely getting some some interesting touches. So um, I, th- I think they're really going to ride, you know, corral the two running backs in the O-line. And then if their receivers step up, you know, it'll be awesome. But, um, you know, the, the strength of that team is really going to be up front and, and in the backfield. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how, how he divvies that up or, or you know, how, how he handles that. Jerry on Ely, supplemented by Snoop Connor, Henry Parrish, and everybody else. TD, at a true rebel underscore 99, if Ole Miss wins, how would you expect them to react? Lane Kiffin letting the players sprint to the trophy or leave it alone? I think that Lane's reaction will be pretty simple. He'll get the trophy, he'll show it to his team, and then hand it off. And that's the last time he'll look or touch at that trophy. But everybody else, they might celebrate on the field for the cameras and then hand it off to sports information director, an ops guy, and just move on. I think that's the right way to do it. You're not de-emphasizing it, but you're not treating it like you just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's win that game first before we start talking about what we're going to do with the trophy because um, they looked much better this past week. Oh, you sound a little nervous now. No, I'm not nervous at all. I just um, I, I can't get a beat on that team. I mean, they're 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 awful one week, and they go down to Georgia and they look, you know, with about thirty some players or whatever they had, they they look serviceable. So uh, it's. With our with our defense, it it we could lose or win any game, you know. So um, it's going to be a matter. Of, I think we're going to put up points out of this. Um, you know, I think we're going to put up fifty points on them. I really do. It's just a matter of our defense can you know get some turnovers and stop them. I'm going to submit my own questions. Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl. If what happens? Um, I like. I mean, I think defense is going to be solely on if we can go out there and shut them down and get some turnovers. If we go out there and let them score on us, it's going to be one of those games that's going to come down to the, the last drive, just like the um, all the other ones before this. So South Carolina, hopefully we turn the corner. It's going to be much like the South Carolina game if we play like, we can, like we're capable of playing. I, I can see us pulling away there at the end. Mississippi State wins the Egg Bowl if what happens? If they play Arkansas's defense 
and they, they stick to it and, and we can't stop them and, and Corral has a bunch of turnovers. Brian Conger at Conger underscore Brian. Top three kids in Mississippi Ole Miss will get Luke Altmeyer, Brandon Buckhalter, NJ Daniels. Be a good pull. Lee Ellenberg at Lee Ellenberg. Thoughts on the defensive coaching staff. I get the need for more talent. However, Kiffin was saying misalignment in general things that fall on coaching staff versus just needing players. Yeah, it's both. Um, you know, I think the, obviously we're, we're low on talent, but I don't think we're just, you know, the worst of the worst. I, th- I think we're, we're, we should be able to stop guys more than what we have. And I think that the frustrating part is, is at times in these run fits, um, how out of sync we've been and how, how, how out of the gaps we've been and how we, we really do not contain the edge whatsoever um, and let people outside of us nonstop. So I think it's a combination of both. Um, and I don't know if it's just because the defense coordinators can't do some of the stuff they want to do because they feel like they don't have the players or if they just simply aren't all that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see as time goes. Well, I, like I said, we're going to judge mid-season, next season, there better be some serious change. You know, the defense better look better. Um, next year, or or it is more, or it will be deemed more scheme than than talent. COVID free MD at Dan Edney MD. What are the chances of getting all of our games played in time? What's the game plan if we or any other of our opponents have COVID issues causing postponement? I think there's a good chance if Ole Miss and Mississippi State get the Egg Bowl in on Saturday that Ole Miss gets all of its games in because there is a built-in bubble for those postponements, those cancellations, that even you could see games played the same day as the SEC championship game. So assuming that Alabama wins the West, which they will, Florida wins the East, then you could schedule those games because they don't affect the outcome of the SEC championship game. So those games could still be played. You're just going to have to have some leniency if you're a fan for what you're used to seeing this late in the year because games can be played at random times. So a game against... LSU next week, time to be determined, could be altered because of what LSU needs to fill out for its schedule, and then Ole Miss and LSU could play on the same day as the SEC championship game, or on the 12th, which is the designated week for makeup games. But it's all a very complicated mess. If Ole Miss doesn't get in the Egg Bowl, I doubt that it gets all of its games in, which... Hey, look, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year Ole Miss was going to get 9 of 10 games in, I'd have taken it because I didn't think they'd get there. So the fact that they're this close to the finish line is a good sign. Look at basketball. Basketball's already canceled the Justin Reed Classic, already canceled the Memphis game. They don't start now until December 12th. It's going to be hard for basketball, I fear, to get the season in. How do you weather this storm? Can you really play if you get hit one week with six guys, with seven going into a game? What are the restrictions from the SEC? Biscuits and SEC at Biscuits and SEC. Who will have the better quote this week, Kiffin or Leach? Um, <laughs> I mean they're both gonna they're both gonna get their get their fair shots in. So um, uh, I could see them both both saying some pretty interesting stuff. I'll give it to Leach just because Lane, for the most part, his quotes are very or his memorable quotes are very subtle. Leach is very much more in your face about it. So I think if you made me have to guess, it'd be Leach. But there's not a lot for Leach to be talking about right now in Mississippi State. They did show improvement against Georgia. Um, and I think Lane Kiffin's going to try to guard himself from saying anything that might grab a headline in Egg Bowl week. Because while, yes, he understands the significance of the rivalry, he also doesn't want to give it 
added importance it doesn't deserve when you're a coach that believes your program is building to something nationally. Jared Robinson at Jared underscore R25. Ole Miss hasn't been the same offense when they can't establish the run and stay on schedule. Should Ole Miss be concerned with State's performance holding Georgia to only 12 yards rushing? Going to jump right back to Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, in this Thanksgiving mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. After I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Celebrate. Ole Miss football, it's here. We made it. We made it. Yeah, the season looks a little different, but some normalcy has returned. Now's as good a time as any then to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Think about it. Riding around in your new Jeep Gladiator, your Ole Miss car flag flying on your way to see the Rebels play, can you believe it, in style. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford has you covered. And no, you don't have to worry about COVID-19. They're open for all of your vehicle needs, taking extra precautions to ensure your car buying process is as seamless and safe as possible. Even better, they're offering customers the opportunity to purchase a vehicle completely over the phone or the internet with a delivery to your home. You pick out the vehicle you like. Simply contact them by phone, email, through the website, and they'll prepare the paperwork. Review it with you on the phone and bring it and your vehicle to your home to finalize. So what are you waiting for? Why not? Why not now? Give them a call. 662-638-0044. That's 662-638-0044. Visit them online at alansamuelsoxford.com or see them in person. Socially distanced, of course, at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Yeah, I would say that would be a concern if we didn't have such a good passing game. But we're one of those teams that if, if the run isn't working, I think that we can still survive in, in the passing game. So, um, yeah, Georgia Georgia just doesn't quite have the firepower that we have um, you know, in the passing game. So I'm, I'm sure that, that that was kind of their Mississippi State's game plan going in was to stop their run. They, they did that. So, um, But still, I mean, Georgia put up plenty of points on them, um, throwing it and doing everything else. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think we'll be fine either way. Sam Mooney at Sam Mooney Music. What are you hearing right now about how scheduling for the rest of the season will play out? It's all a mixed bag, man. I wish I could give you something definitive, but I think no one has any real idea until the next round of testing comes out. Like Mississippi State, its last round of testing doesn't come out until Thanksgiving. It's all a mess, man. <laughs> a lot of different ideas out there and a lot of different voices. A lot of different voices that are chiming in on what the SEC and nationally what college football should do. Thankful Landshark at A Harvstar. A Harvstar. Number one, what are your top three sandwiches? Is it like certain restaurants or are we talking just like your your generic sandwich? All, all you he's know? saying is top three sandwiches. Top three sandwiches. <laughs> What's funny is I can always think of them whenever I'm not asked to think of them. Um, Number one is a Philly cheesesteak. Number two, not going to be popular here, a well-made grilled cheese I'm with you on that. My and I'll say my aunt. Say I'm not. A, I'm not a huge chicken salad fan, but my aunt has a chicken salad that yes. is mind blowing. Yes, a good chicken salad. I mean, chicken salad's all over the map. I mean, you can get some that's disgusting, some that's really good. I mean, it's it's kind of all over the map. But my aunt's chicken salad is is next level. My mother-in-law's chicken salad is orgasmic. That was going to be my number three. So yeah, <laughs> chicken salad. Now 
A close fourth, only because of consistency, is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But you give me a chicken salad sandwich on a croissant. Oh my god! Oh, I'll god. tell you, I'll tell you the best sandwich in Oxford. This is gonna this will throw up. So Tallahatchie Gourmet has a honey buffalo chicken sandwich. That buddy, that's a restaurant that came from New Albany. I know those people. Those are my people. Okay, so yes, I know, I know what it is. That's the best sandwich in Oxford, in my opinion. The best sandwich in Oxford, and I love my people at Tallahatchie Gourmet. I do. New Albanians, my peoples. The Philly cheesesteak. At Proud Larry's. Haven't had it, so I can't judge it, but I'm sure it's Just good. Oxford, good. And Oxford has some food. Oxford has some good oh food. Oh, my there's, God, there's dude. I went so to good. Oxford um, for my first semester at Ole Miss, weighing 190 pounds. They say the freshman 15. Oh, hell no. Freshman 25. <laughs> No kidding, man. I mean, it's just Oxford's, they got some food. It's There's brutal. Food. Number two from Thankful Land Shark here. Why is pepperoni the goat pizza topping? Oh, man, you just said that you gave up on pepperoni. Yeah, pepperoni's the goat because you start out with it and then you eat it so many years. Just like, man, I can't. This greasy pepperoni every time. Just, you know, so you kind of move on. You kind of morph away from pepperoni. You got to surround the pepperoni with other stuff, man. Number three, if you had a walkout song at this point in your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh my God. I oh man, I don't know. I'm not I'm not huge on music. It'd probably be um heck, I don't even know. I'm put on the spot. You got you 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 think of something, man. I can't. I don't It'd have probably anything. be something from Sturgill Simpson. Maybe life ain't fair. That would be something country probably just because it's I mean, I'm in a chill mode. I don't I'm not in the head head banging and all that. So Well see, I'm, Sturgill just re recorded a lot of his back catalog into a bluegrass album called Cutting Grass. And I'm all about that right now. So Life Ain't Fair and the World is Mean would probably be my walkout song, only because I'm 35 years old. I'm listening to bluegrass now more than I ever have in my life. So it's kind of like perfectly aligned with my interests and also where I am as far as my mindset here. There you go. Now, back in the day, I always said, man, if I could have a walkout song, it'd be No Problem by Lil Scrappy, because that was the dopest walkout. Thing. No one ever used it. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you who Lil Scrappy is. But oh, that's, that's okay. disappointing. Or Game Over by Lil Flip. No one used Game Over? <laughs> they use that quite a bit. So they would use that whenever the game would actually be over. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, if a closer just used Game Over by Lil Flip, that is dope. Everybody wanted to like use Inner Sandman or something Metallica. Or maybe ACDC? No, no. Game over by Lil Flip. That was a fun question for me. Obviously not for Brad. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, it's not for me. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. How was it possible for State to play a game with 49 active players if schools fall under number? Are they given a choice? I thought it was an SEC requirement to have 53 active to play. Like I said earlier, I learned this from Brian Haydad in the flipped interview that's coming out on Thanksgiving the Talk of Champions flipped interview with Brian Haydad where he interviews me about Ole Miss stuff. It's also on his Thunder and Lightning podcast. That's where it came from. It's a requirement to have 53. If you have under that, you can play if you choose as long as all of your position groups meet their number. So that's how. Sam Mooney at Sam Mooney Music. In the week one depth chart, running back one was listed as Ely or Henry Parrish. Obviously, we've seen Parrish's workload increase since the Vandy game, but prior to that, it was all Ely and Snoop. Was listing him that high in the first depth chart just meant to throw off Florida? I mean, I, I was thinking so. I mean, it threw me and you all for sure. Um, but, I, yeah. I mean, I, 
I was I was shocked by that, but I was saying, man, this kid must be the truth. Or he's already better than Snoop Connor. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, those depth charts. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them are just, um, you know, it's just to mess with people. It's it's, you know, it's it's, it's hard to just um, throw one out there that's accurate and um, and say that it's truthful. So a lot of stuff can change. I think that was just one of those things. They just they probably probably even look at the depth chart to be honest with you. The one they release is probably you know very generic. David Hinton at D Hinton 47. How does watching how state defended Georgia aid Kiffin and Levy coming into Saturday? Is it just me or do we need to see more of our Canadian defensive end rushing the passer? Tavius Robinson is is really hard to remember. Sorry. It was just one play at the end of the uh, South Carolina game, but he sure looked like somebody that could help apply pressure to the quarterback. He does look like somebody like that, but he has to do it on a consistent basis. You got to do it more than once or twice a game. And he was starting at the start of the year. And he's gotten a real sample size, a real long run at being that guy, and he hasn't done it consistently yet. So I still think they're waiting for Tavius to take that step. But as a situational guy, he's been great. But as far as how State defended Georgia, aiding Kiffin and Levy coming into Saturday, how would you answer that? Um, you know, obviously they'll look at the film and see see what State did at Georgia, but we don't run a very similar offense to Georgia. So, um, you know, I think, I think that Georgia is – is a lot. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. I think they they are offense. I mean, they're obviously their quarterback has um, been interchanged here quite a bit. They had a guy that they were relying on opt out. So um, I think that you know I think we run a totally different offense, and it's going to be. A, um, yeah, obviously, we'll see what they did versus them. But I think that um, if anything, State will probably change up their defense to mimic something that that did slow us down. Um, what would be my thought? BJ Smith, my buddy BJ at BW Smith three. I'm going to skip the first part of this question because we already answered it. But what are you thankful for surrounding the Ole Miss programs? You know, I think that the AD has. I think Keith Carter's done a really good job. Um, yeah, I think I think every you know every program's going in the right direction, man. If you look at the excitement here, you got Lane Kiffin who really moved the needle on football, which is something we needed to happen. Um, after all the stuff we went through with the probation years, and then you got you know Coach Davis. I mean, he's he's bringing in talent. He's, I think he's got the basketball team on the right track. And then Ole Miss baseball is, you know, they are what they are. They've been they've been producing wins for years. Some people aren't happy with Bianco. Some say he should stay forever. But for the most part, man, the man is he he's Ole Miss is, is relevant. So you got three programs that are all headed in the right direction and if all goes well i mean i think that we can be you know right back at our best and have three winning programs so i'm just thankful for the ad to you know coming in and um you know get, getting everything back on track i mean making almost fun again took the words out of my mouth that's exactly what i was gonna say so i'm going with you kenneth collins at rebel fan 68 you're now the head coach of a new college team and you were told you have to choose either the current Ole Miss defense oh my god or the Mississippi State offense to start for your team? Who you taking? The question here is, do you get the other side of that team? Because what does the other side look like? If I'm yeah, getting Ole Miss's offense, I'll take Ole Miss's defense. That, yeah, for sure. But um, if it's Mississippi State's offense and that Mississippi State defense, I think Ole Miss's offense is better. That's why I think they're winning on Saturday. I, I don't know how to answer that without knowing I got on the other side of the ball. If we're just looking at those particular units, I mean, obviously you go with Mississippi State's offense. Because Ole Miss's defense is historically awful. And there are far more playmakers and upside with that offense for Mississippi State than there is defensively for Ole Miss. But if you're just talking about the other side that comes with it, Ole Miss. Man, I'm not taking anything state ever. I don't care. I, I don't <laughs> care if it's Ole Miss's. If Ole Miss's defense was even worse, I would still take it. I'm not taking state anything. Oh, my God. I knew it. I should have known. <laughs> kind of set that on a tee. 
Randy Jewel Morgan at Rebel Nut 18. In the Thanksgiving spirit of things, would you rather have everyone twice your age and older talk like an adult from Charlie Brown or everyone half your age and younger talk like a minion? <laughs> I mean, dude, what was the real question is, guy, what were you doing when you thought of this question? Oh, he was I high. Mean, he was high. <laughs> For sure. He was high. Uh, I don't even know. I'm lost. Um, I would probably go with everybody older than me talking like an adult from Charlie Brown. Because already the kids are annoying as shit now. And I know I sound like one of those old people because I kind of am. But I'm getting more and more annoyed by TikTok and all that kind of stuff. It's already annoying. If you added the minion stuff to it, it's just going to make it worse. But see... All the adults in my life, even though I'm married, kids, good job, I'm an adult, they still talk to you like your aunt or your uncle, your parents, your grandmother. They still talk to you like you're perpetually 18 years old and you have nothing figured out and that they're the wise ones, even though here's a little bit of a life hack for you young cats out there, maybe still in college. No one knows what they're doing. Anybody that says they know what they're doing, they're lying. Nobody has a clue. Your parents don't. Your grandparents don't. Live your life. Do the best you can. Make the best decisions that you think are right. Because if you're leaning on everybody else to tell you what to do, no one knows what we're doing. So when I go over to my grandmother's house, and I love my grandmother to death. She's one of my favorite people to ever exist. But when I go over to her house, and my kids are playing, and I'm like, oh, look at my kids. Aren't they funny? And she starts going, well, you got to do that, 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 this, that. I would prefer to just hear, womp, 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 womp. That way I can just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. I mean, or I love my mother. My mother is one of my favorite people to ever exist. But my mom can sometimes come at me. So when she decides to have one of those moments, womp, 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 be far better. I like that question. <laughs> and obviously, Randy was in the sauce a little bit, you know, got a Randy, little taste. Randy was deep in there. Yeah. Jody Kitchens at J Kitchens 1810. Would you love to see Kiffin and the team walk off the field? Here we go again. And leave the trophy after the next Egg Bowl victory to show they are not worried about beating Little Brother. However they choose to do it, man. I don't think there's just way too much put into any of that. I don't care if they decide they want to celebrate on the field because that might help with in-state recruiting and whatever just for the cameras. And then after that, disregard it. Cool. I think there's a little bit more nuance to it than simply saying, ah, screw it. We're done with this. You can still build a national program and treat this game as the only one week at a time game that it is for Ole Miss. There is a benefit when you're recruiting Luke Altmeyer, MJ Daniels, Brandon Buckhalter to be standing on the field as the cameras pan out. You just won the Egg Bowl and your team celebrating with the Egg Bowl. Once the director says, and we're out, to grab the Egg Bowl and hand it off and not care about it anymore, it's the same deal. It's just not the public display that some of you want. I get what the benefit is, and there's no more savvy marketeer in college football for my money than Lane Kiffin. He knows what he's doing. Um, There's a reason why you always see those pictures of Lane Kiffin stepping off the bus and he's wearing some new swag. That's coordinated. That's coordinated. He's got an ops guy running out there finding him a baby blue jersey that could match up with his Jordans, man. Don't pretend like that's not coordinated. It is. But that's how you know he knows what he's doing. Everybody's experience is different, though. You know, I mean... It's hard to tell someone how to feel about the Egg Bowl when everybody's been through different stuff. So um, that's anything. That's life in general. But, yeah, I mean, some people feel Ben Brown, a kid from the coast that loves Ole Miss. His dad played at Ole Miss. His granddad played at Ole Miss. You're going to tell that kid if he wants to celebrate the Egg Bowl to not give a crap about it? No. 
it's different from his experience is different. Lane Kiffin, as he's building his program, can feel different. But Ben Brown, if he wants to celebrate that thing because he just absolutely wanted to beat Mississippi State and he wants to celebrate the hell out of it, go for it. Why not? Why does it matter? Yeah, I mean, he, and players from different areas too. I mean, Bobby used to always make fun of me. I should always be so pumped up Egg Bowl week, and he's like from Virginia, and he's like. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. Let's go. It's it's cool. Let's let's go. We're playing another team from Mississippi, so it's a big deal. But it's it, for me, it's like I remember going to all the games, all the you know the the trash talk, all the all the fighting and all that. So I mean, it's just I mean, yeah, everybody has different experiences, so um, it, it it can be looked at either way. Joey Saltwater at Isom Socks asked the exact same question. There's the answer, Joey. I feel like it's a little bit more nuanced than just saying screw the trophy. Big picture. I get why you would want to take the approach. Not everybody's experience is the same. And also, building a program is multi-layered. It's a little bit more complicated than that. I don't care about the Egg Bowl. And that comes as a shock to all my Mississippi State fans, including Brian Haydad. Yes, you do. No, I don't. The only time I ever think about Mississippi State is when Ole Miss plays Mississippi State. Because I have to, because I cover them. I watched Mississippi State in Georgia last week only because I was at home by myself, and I was like, yeah, okay, I gave it a shot. I was bored to tears, not because it was state in Georgia. It doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't matter to me. Everybody's experience is different. Ben Brown, if he decides I want to celebrate that, celebrate it. I'm all for it. But Lane Kiffin, he's probably not going to. But he's definitely not going to just dismiss it outright, probably, only because he knows that there will be some in-state guys who, like Ben Brown, might have that kind of perspective about the Egg Bowl. If there's a nice picture of Ole Miss holding up the Egg Bowl trophy that he can sell, it's all about sales, man. Selling and selling and selling. Always be selling. That's Lane Kiffin. Dan at Dan F. Miller. Ole Miss will be favored and should win the Egg Bowl. So what we'll actually see is a combo of atrocious Ole Miss defense and Mississippi State playing with their entire heads ablaze, resulting in a Mississippi State upset and Steve Robertson selling Hashtag 49 strong shirts with the Egg Bowl score for Christmas, right? Wow. Talk about doomsday. Wow. Thing is, I can totally see it. He must be our dad's age. Oh, he has to be. Oh, he has to. But I can totally see it. That's the thing. Oh, that is good. That made me laugh. Dan, you're like our dads. Dan, I have to introduce you to my dad. Yeah. You need to meet Mark Garrett. Once he gets out of the hospital, you need to come shake my dad's hand. Oh, my God. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. As the weeks continue to pass by, does it not seem more and more likely that LSU made a deal with the devil for last football season? Now the bill has come due. Everything is falling apart over there. Kind of, yeah. But I'm not going to in any way try to clump in sexual assault allegations with football in any way. It's one of those things. I mean, it's it's a tough, tough business to be in, man. I mean, everybody's going for this bottom line. You know, you want to win all this stuff. And then... um, you hear stuff like this. You just you hope it's not true. You hope that he did everything he, he was supposed to do um, whenever he knew about these allegations, just like any human should do. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'd have to see more more facts, see whatever before I pass any judgment. But I just hope that if there was something that happened that, you know, he would contact the right people and, and didn't um, you know, try to cover anything up, which would be, you know, I don't know if that's what I'm assuming that's what the allegations were. I mean, I just think that would be you know pretty bad. That's no, horrible. Tell you this, Hugh Freeze ain't going to take South Carolina. He wants Tennessee, Auburn, or LSU. There's a reason why he wants LSU, because I think he, along with many others, think LSU is coming open. If not this year, next year. 
David Hinton at D Hinton 47. Another Otis Reese question, realizing you haven't been able to watch any practices. How big of a difference will he make? And are we going to be even madder at the NCAA after making him wait until now after seeing him make a big difference? I think he's going to have immediate impact. I don't think he's going to save this defense by any stretch, but I think his talent while on the field will be so obvious. And yes, it'll be frustrating because I do think he's without a doubt one of the most talented players on this defense. So you will be frustrated because you'll this think, is something I, this, I text you about Ben was, I mean, think the timing of this. I mean, they're going to give the kid three games and it, it say he looks good at really good in these three games. I mean, you that, that's going to be done almost such a disservice, man. I mean, the kid will end up going to get drafted <laughs> if he plays well, you know? So it's like, I mean, I just I don't like the timing of this at all. Oh, it's disgusting, would... man! It's so obvious yeah. too to me. I don't care what anybody says. They'll say, "Oh no, we had to weigh everything." Man, you could have made this decision in September. Okay, he's been on campus since January. You knew what the complaint was. You did this on purpose. And I'm not some conspiracy yeah. theorist, dude. I'm not. But it's hard not to think that it wasn't intentional when you came to a decision that was only one of two decisions to make with three games left. Stop playing with kids, man. This is their lives. Everyone's getting an extra year. Just make the decision. Stop dragging your feet. It's just a really crappy thing to do to somebody. Okay, you're not jumping in. All right. <laughs> oh, you still- I mean, you, you nailed it. You killed it. Yeah, 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 all right. Finishing it out, Tyler Wilson at Tyler Wilson 86 Should Ole Miss build a statue of Elijah Moore doing the dog pee? And why is the answer yes? <laughs> uh no that's 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 gone that's past we're de-emphasizing the egg bowls was what the theme of this this oh, plot is so yep, yep, uh, yep. no we are um we are not gonna do that if you were to build a statue in remembrance of the egg bowl could i convince you to do the peace statue yeah if lane kiffin wins the national championship we'll put on the bottom yes. the elijah moore yes peace because we'll be very thankful for him at that point yes yeah that's it a Thanksgiving mailbag edition of Talk of Champions Egg Bowl Week. So you're spending your egg bowl with the in-laws or your family? How are you handling it? I am going to actually be at my house in Oxford. I'm going to try to have a little neighborhood egg bowl party. I want I want state fans there. I want Ole Miss fans there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to mix up. I'm gonna invite a couple of my state fans, a couple of Ole Miss people, and we're gonna um, we're gonna do a little smack talking contest out back. It'll be fun. Give me a prediction. Score prediction. I like Ole Miss at um, 52 to 35. I like us getting some some good key turnovers. It's going to be close to the first three quarters, and I like us getting after them, much like the South Carolina game, but maybe you know a l- little bit worse. This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. Also available on SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. All right, for the Ole Miss Spirit, homespirit.com, affiliate of 247 Sports. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving, Ben. Hotty toddy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.